Welcome to you, our lovely listeners, to the HSO Dynamics Matters podcast. Your regular sonic dive into the world of Microsoft technology-related matters and much more besides. I'm Michael Lonnon, and today I'm joined by a guest who at first gave some fairly incompatible answers, but we got past that to have a great chat. And I gained the insight of someone who's fairly new to the world of Microsoft and the IT industry. And it's really for this reason I wanted to collar Alliance Marketing Manager Sarah Barrett to gain her unique perspective into what makes for a winning partnership. And for those of you who have joined a new company recently during lockdown, Sarah also has some great advice for how you can quickly succeed too. So grab a brew, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Dog or cat? Cat and dog. No, one or In the other. In different environments. <laughs> Indoor cat, outdoor dog. I live on a farm. Chinese food or Mexican? Chinese. Oh, okay. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll talk Are about we this. Are we compatible? We'll, we'll talk about this offline because I'm not happy so far. Sun or snow? Oh, sun. Yeah, great. Got you there. Uh, IT or life sciences? <laughs> it's like daddy or chips. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to choose. <laughs> IT. IT, oh, very well put. So you're, you're um, how many weeks is it now? You've got to be two months in now, are you? Two three. And three yeah, months two and a half, in. nearly three, yeah. I'm cracking. And um, do you feel like you're getting a lay of the land now? Yeah, I think so. I think um, it's a very fast-paced environment. So um, I think, uh, yeah, I'm keeping up so far, um, definitely exploring new relationships with new people, which is always great, interesting. Um, But yeah, I think uh, I'm just beginning to start to settle in to the role, yeah. So it's very much about building a partnership, would you say? Yes, yeah. Which is quite different to... um, so your background, isn't it? Because your as, as I posed in the questions, your life science, your background is life mm-hmm. sciences, isn't it? Yes. Um, and what would you say in terms of the use of technology, I suppose, or in, in the environment of technology that you now find yourself in? What's the biggest difference between, you know, how you worked in a life sciences environment to how you work now at the, the front of IT? So what's the biggest difference? So I think I think to start off with, the biggest similarity is sort of the focus on research, development, and innovation. So whether you're in life sciences or whether you're in the IT industry, there is this big focus and push on innovation and research. So that could be in the life sciences, that could be research into new, uh, uh, better healthcare, new cancer drugs. Here it's about um, innovation into digital transformation. So, so there, there are there are a lot of similarities. They're both at the forefront of research. Um, But I think the biggest difference is working for a technology company. Internally, the technology is on par with the (laughs) external technology environment, whereas in the life sciences, it's very, very limited. So it's very reactive in terms of technology. Um, And I think that that's actually one one of the things that interested me in this role is the challenges that I experienced in my previous role. So technology infrastructure in the life sciences industry that I've been a part of has traditionally been poor. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so no CRM systems, um, you know, no, uh, no teams or SharePoint, anything like that. 
but how did you how did you manage in that kind of environment does or, or i suppose you finding things off what are they more efficient or faster you you know you you're able to connect more dots in in where you are now is that kind of the the change in its use of technology or the benefit of use yeah, so I think that um, in my previous roles that I've had, uh, I've, you know, implemented systems to enable uh, my job to work. So I think that, you know, I've had experience in implementing CRM systems and I can see the pain and the challenges that these companies go through um, and how um, once those um, systems have been and solutions have been implemented, the benefits that they give these kind of companies. Um, and I think that, you know, it adds so much value um, to the processes in these companies that it is, um, you know, it is so beneficial to see those transformations taking place. Um, and it's great to be a part of an organization now that is instrumental in, um, you know, producing these solutions and developing these transformations. Yeah, it's quite bizarre, isn't it, being on the forefront? Because I myself yeah. have, um, have come from a, or been in a finance uh, environment and to see it from that side of things and yeah. and kind of uh, you know it's not you know not, not being um dismissive but the, the, the use of technology is quite limited in comparison to when Absolutely. you're kind of at the front of it yeah. you're seeing and it all come through yeah you you're um you're a lockdown uh newbie for want of a better phrase um uh, aren't you Yes. And uh, what advice would you give? And, and I've, I am similar in a similar position and I found it quite tri challenging, if I'm being honest. But what would you say? What, what, what advice would you give to anyone coming into a, a new role in, in this type of environment? Um, I think, you know, I think for anybody coming into an environment um, within a lockdown is quite challenging to start a new job when you are only meeting people online um, and not face to face is difficult. Um, I think that uh, in terms of joining a new role, especially at this time, you, um, you know, you need to be confident that, that you can work the technology that you're using. So, um, you know, I've had a year of using nothing but Microsoft Teams. Um, and I think that it's always good to make sure that you, you know, you know how to use that technology. I think um, coming into this environment uh like I say, from lockdown, you you need to do your research, make sure you're aware of the company because and, and what they do and the industry that you're working in, because you don't get those conversations that you may have in the office when you're settling in. So yes. um, you go straight into those calls about this is what you're going to achieve. So you just need to, to make sure that you've uh, done your research because the, the Microsoft landscape is so vast as well. Um, but I'd also say you need to come in with an open mind. Things are constantly changing, whether that's to do with lockdown or whether that's to do with the technology. So you may need to make sure that you are adaptable. Yeah. Um, you know, things uh, change so fast. Um, I think you need to be confident in the the skills that you have are transferable into this particular industry that you're going into and, and be confident that, um, you know, what you're working on is underpinned by your, you know, your previous experience, whether that's in a, in a different industry or not. Um, and definitely uh, learn your acronyms. <laughs> I think there's a lot of acronyms acronyms within the uh the it sector that um you need to print off and stick on a wall and make sure that you you know one what or two just about. one or two yeah <laughs> um, because most people. of your calls will will involve 
will involve that. But yeah, yeah, I'd I'd echo that actually. When I because we've been working with Microsoft quite a while, that was the the, the hardest um, learning curve for me was understanding what what these acronyms meant and what they were leading on to. Yeah. And yeah, you'd be in meetings and people would be throwing these acronyms out, and you're thinking in the back of your head, do I tell them I don't know, or do I ask them what this means? Because I really yeah. haven't got a clue. Yeah. What ten that I know and. Yeah, I'm sure there's a well. dictionary about somewhere, but if not, I'm probably going to uh, create one. <laughs> I think you should, yeah. Um, and I mean, again, from the kind of outside in perspective, how is how is a company like Microsoft viewed? You know, when you you work in you in life sciences, for example, how does a company like software get looked at? How what they view like? I think. I think, um, you know, Microsoft is so recognized as being one of, you know, um, the, you know, a global biggest company, you know, they're one of the the US top five technology companies. So I, I think that, you know, they, everybody, millions of people um, know about their solutions and, and know that they will help solve their business needs. So I, I think they, you know, they are a viewed as a very successful company at the forefront of technology. Um, I also think on the flip side that they can be viewed, um, you know, it's quite scary how how big they are. Yeah. Um, I think everybody knows about the solutions and knows that they may fit their business needs, but actually don't know how to implement them or don't even know where to start. And I think that was part of the problem with the life sciences um, you know, sector is that um, traditionally they they haven't been up to speed um, with the you know the IT infrastructure because may, maybe they they didn't know where you know where to focus on. And I think what's really interesting and and coming into this role as as sort of cemented that for me is how powerful the partner network is. Right. So in my previous uh, role, we implemented systems with a partner. And the benefits that you get from utilizing a partner, you know, the the training that they provide, the consultancy, the full end-to-end process um, is invaluable. So, so just by leveraging um, that partner network, um, you know, it's it's enabling uh, it to be a less daunting task for those kind of companies because there's always a partner out there that will be suitable for your the size of your business, the needs, you know, your requirements. Um, but I think internally as well, what I've experienced is is the power of the partner network. So, you know, you you actually become part of a community. There's uh, training. There's learning and development opportunities. There's chances to connect with other partners. Yeah. So the it's it's powerful externally, and it's also very powerful internally. Many thanks to Sarah there for some great practical insight and also for the valuable advice she gave to anyone starting a job during lockdown. And there we got Sarah's first-hand account of the challenges of implementing big systems as she recounted her time from previous roles in different industries. And we also learned that the relationship between companies like HSO and Microsoft is very much built on collaboration for its people. Because really it's only through its people that such large projects in the real world, as Sarah could attest, can succeed. As Steve Jobs highlighted when he said, technology is nothing. What's important is that you have faith in people, that they're basically good and smart, and if you give them the tools, they'll do wonderful things with them. So stay tuned for some more fantastic content in the Dynamics Matters podcast series. As we delve into what's new in Microsoft, we look at what it takes to create an agile business and why your analytics is quite probably lying to you. Until then, take care of yourselves. <laughs>